0: Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 246 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading 2 Corinthians chapter 9 today and our focus is on what the Bible teaches about giving, part 2. So this is a daily show where we go through the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse, discussing it and seeking to obey it. Welcome aboard to new listeners in Accra, Ghana. Kedah, Malaysia, West Bengal, India, Madhya Pradesh, India, parts unknown Finland, parts unknown Russia, North Holland, Netherlands, Cincinnati, Ohio, Yakima, Washington, and Bloomington, Illinois. Our goal is to get you involved in listening to the Word of God and following it every day, and me too. To share the show with friends and neighbors, and I hope you do that, check out our website, Bible2021.com. That's Bible2021.com. Today, we continue our discussion from a couple of days ago on principles of biblical giving. The situation in 2 Corinthians 8 and 9 is that the believers in the church at Corinth had pledged to give a significant offering to a group of churches in Macedonia who were apparently going through some kind of financial difficulty. Paul is writing them to ensure that they were ready to follow through with that pledge that they had made. And in that context, he just gives some general principles about giving. Now, as a reminder, these two chapters are not specifically focused on tithing or even giving to a church. They're more generally focused on giving to people in need, to other Christians, and I suppose it applies to giving to the church as well. See episode 243 from a couple of days ago on the difference between tithing and giving and whether or not the New Testament commands Christians to tithe. That said, I would probably say that even though though it's short, 2 Corinthians 9 contains the most important and densest teachings on giving in the Bible, though I suppose I might be forgetting a chapter here or there. In this chapter, we learn three crucial principles about giving. Number one, God provides for the needs and more beyond the needs, for those who give so that they can keep giving more. Now, let me be clear here. The Bible doesn't teach us to give in order to get rich. Any minister, pastor, or church that uses these passages to manipulate you to give to them with the promise that God will make you wealthy in return That's a little sketchy, a little sus. Yes, these truths should be taught, but not in a way that's manipulative or arm-twisting, and not in a way that implies that the goal of giving is to be blessed and made rich. Well, let's read a couple of the verses here. Verse 6 of chapter 9 says, "...the point is this, the person who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and the person who sows generously will also reap generously." So that's uh, an important principle. We see another one in verse 7. God is able to make every grace overflow to you so that in every way, always having everything you need, you you may excel in every good work. And then in verses 10 and 11, the one who provides seed for the sower and bread for food will also provide and multiply your seed and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way for all generosity which produces thanksgiving to God through us. So those are strong promises God provides for and increases the ability of a giver to give more. Principle number two, giving should never be under compulsion, as we mentioned earlier, nor should church or ministry leaders manipulate, as we already talked about in episode 243. God loves a cheerful giver, we learn here, and that seems to imply that a reluctant giver should not give. Now, keeping in mind that a reluctant giver will miss out on the wonderful promises in this passage. Here's what Paul says in verse seven, each person should do as he has decided in his heart not reluctantly or out of compulsion, since God loves a cheerful giver. So in all of our giving, whether it be of our time, talents, money, or whatever, let's not be reluctant givers, but cheerful and unselfish givers, because that's what God loves. Final principle, when we give what God has blessed us with, the recipients will not only glorify God and thank him, but they will often pray blessing on us. Our giving increases the praise and worship of God in the world, but it also seems to have produced the benefit of having people pray for us. So verses 12 through 15 say, The ministry of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the proof provided by this ministry, they will glorify God for your obedient confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone. And as they pray on your behalf, they will have deep affection for you because of the surpassing grace of God in you. And as they pray on your behalf, they will have deep affection for you because of the surpassing grace of God in you. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. So in summary, giving is good because God will provide for our needs and enable us to keep giving and because it will increase the praise of God throughout the earth and result in prayer on our behalf. But We shouldn't be compelled to give or compel others to give in an unbiblical way. So let's read our passage. Verse 1. Now concerning the ministry to the saints, it is unnecessary for me to write to you, for I know your eagerness, and I boast about you to the Macedonians. Achaia has been ready since last year, and your zeal has stirred up most of them. But I am sending the brothers so that our boasting about you in this matter should not prove empty, and so that you would be ready just as I said. Otherwise, if any Macedonians come with me and find you unprepared, we, not to mention you, would be put to shame in that situation. Therefore, I considered it necessary to urge the brothers to go on ahead to you and arrange in advance the generous gift you promised so that it will be ready as a gift and not as an extortion. The point is this. The person who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and the person who sows generously will also reap generously. Each person should do as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or out of compulsion, since God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to make every grace overflow to you so that in every way, always having everything you need you may excel in every good work. As it is written, He distributed freely, He gave to the poor, His righteousness endures forever. Now the one who provides seed for the sower and bread for food will also provide and multiply your seed and increase the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way for all generosity which produces thanksgiving to God through us. For the ministry of this service is not only supplying the needs of the saints, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the proof provided by this ministry, they will glorify God for your obedient confession of the gospel of Christ, and to your generosity and, share, and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone. And as they pray on your behalf, they will have deep affection for you because of the surpassing grace of God in you. Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. And here's David Platt with some closing thoughts. He says, "Remember this." "'Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. "'Whoever sows generously will also reap generously.'" So the picture is very simple. We reap what we sow. We know this. A farmer, if he harvests small seed, little seed, there will be little harvest. If the farmer plants great seed, then there will be great harvest. So this is the picture with giving. The picture is that God gives generously to us as we are giving radically to others. That's the picture. Now, it's totally different than what we might think. It's different from the way our economics work, so to speak. You keep more, you have more, right? Hoard more, store it in barns, keep more, and you'll have more in your bank account. But scripture is teaching the opposite. Give more and you will have more. And the picture is the generosity of God constantly replenishing the people of God as we're giving. That's the picture we see in this passage. And that's some good wisdom for us. Let's close with our Bible memory passage for the month of September. at 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17. All scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness so that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Amen. Good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.